May 22nd, 2007 will always be a day I look back on as a turning point in the way I look at both media and fandom. I was almost exactly a year out of college working a string of part-time jobs that were never going to pan out, passing my free time by going through the back catalog of a now-long-defunct web show called Pulp Secret. See, for the first half of my life, the internet as we know it didn't exist. You either found someone at school or in the neighborhood who shared your love of comics and sci-fi and talked to them about it, or you just never had anyone to talk about your favorite things with. At all. Ever. And this was in a time before any of this stuff gained mainstream popularity, so if you like superheroes, chances are you were the only one around who liked superheroes, and even if someone else did, they'd never admit it out of fear of being made fun of. The rise of online message boards helped a lot, but even at their best, it was still kind of a poor substitute for more personal interaction. I was glad to have them, but I always wanted something out of them that they could never provide. So Pulp Secret was this really cool thing for me to see, and it was very much in that vein of, you know, we don't know what making video content for the internet means yet, so we're just going to mimic TV news shows but with comics. But still, it was this acknowledgement of the far-reaching fandom that I had always been a part of, yet almost always felt alone in my enjoyment of. But Pulp Secret isn't the thing I wanted to talk about here, because the most important thing about them is the fact that they played this ad. Welcome to the show. We're glad you're with us here. I'm Brian Deemer. I am Peter Rios. X-Men. Firestorm. Superman. Batman. Colossus. We can be sexy bitches too. How did you first get into comic books? Bite me fanboy. This is Comic Geek Speak. It's just so entertaining. This was the first time I had ever heard of Comic Geek Speak. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Remember, this was 2007. They hadn't been around all that long. I went to their website, saw their newest episode was an hour-long discussion of Marvel's Planet Hulk storyline, and, still unable to properly grasp what this was, I hit play, and unknowingly began a new chapter of my life. Comic Geek Speak was a room packed with good friends who all loved comics and sci-fi and everything that I'd always wanted to talk to someone about, but rarely ever could. I was fixated on their conversations, experiencing this sort of in-depth discourse about the things I love for the very first time, and as I poured over the back catalog, as I kept current with their daily updates, it never ceased to amaze me that all of these conversations were being shared with everybody. Podcasting was introduced to me as something that could turn fandom into a unifying force, bringing together people who share a love for something that maybe they didn't get to share with other people in their lives. It's different than interacting with text. You know, actually hearing the person's voice, their tone, their mood, all of the little idiosyncrasies of their delivery. So much more can be expressed with just as many words, and it clearly had a strong effect on a lot of people. CGS set up a message board, the Comic Forums, just as a little place for their listeners to talk to them and each other. And as the community grew, some of us decided to try and follow in CGS's footsteps. The Comic Forums became this massive launching pad for a second generation of podcasts, most of them at first being, you know, general group roundtables like CGS, but slowly you began to see specialty shows crop up, narrowing their focus to just one part of the comics landscape. That's when Jim Ford first contacted me. We had both been active on the forums for a long time, but never spoke to each other via text or otherwise. 
But one day, he messaged me out of the blue and asked if I'd like to start a Green Lantern podcast with him. Jim needed a co-host, and he'd see me talking Green Lantern all over the forum. So I said yes. Despite this being a complete stranger, despite never having done anything even remotely close to this before, despite not having any equipment or know-how, I said yes. Because this was my chance. This was my chance to actively participate in what CGS had been doing. To have those conversations and not just listen to them. And let other people listen along with us. Jim told me that the reason he decided to do this was that he loves Green Lantern and really wanted to listen to a podcast all about Green Lantern, but there wasn't one. So he'd just have to make one himself. Which is probably the most appropriately Green Lantern thing he could have done, now that I think about it. And it took some doing, but we eventually got the Lantern cast off the ground. And for the next five years, we experimented and achieved and stumbled and tried to figure out what it means to be a fan of something publicly with an audience instead of quietly and in secret. And we had a great run! But things change, as they always do, and Jim and I just weren't enjoying Green Lantern stuff very much anymore, so rather than ending the show, we handed it over to Chad and Mark, who now have been hosting the Lantern cast longer than Jim and I did, and are still going strong. But man, it was a strange time, because all at once, I had stopped podcasting, stopped following comics, stopped listening to comics podcasts, and was living in a world where everyone was starting to get on board and like the things I'd liked all along. This was the same year that Man of Steel, The Wolverine, Kick-Ass 2, Iron Man 3, and everybody's favorite, Thor The Dark World, all hit theaters. Geekdom was cool. New voices were rising to the top, and I turned my attention to video games and anime with, honestly, no regrets. Both of those mediums are wonderful and are capable of storytelling that I've never seen successfully replicated anywhere else. And it's kind of funny, because despite the fact that I've lived the last six or so years interacting with American superhero content on the same level as your average Joe casual fan who just likes going to these movies, I've never stopped wanting to explore and analyze and talk in depth about a piece of fiction that I think has something valuable to say. It's why I went to YouTube and pulled a Jim Ford, roping a friend into helping me start a video game Let's Play channel that went nowhere because A, we're awful, and B, we suck at self-promotion. It's why I still, to this day, make analytical videos about anime, some of which I rank among the best creative works I've ever produced in any medium. That part of me that was a podcaster never went away. It just focused its attention on new things. But again, things change. I'm sitting here right now, about to turn 36 years old. I stopped podcasting when I was 29. I started podcasting when I was 24. And I find myself feeling nostalgic. I went and found every podcast from back in the day that I could remember off the top of my head and listened to their most recent episodes. That meant revisiting the final episodes of shows, you know, hearing... The once-positive-to-a-fault Sean Pryor sound jaded as he closed down the black box. It meant wishing well Alec Barry as he signed off from Teenage Wasteland moving on to another stage of his life. It meant hearing the matinee idols have one final roundtable where they celebrate the good times and talk about what might have been. It meant realizing that some shows just faded away without a word. No warning, no goodbye. 
Tom versus the Flash changed his focus several times before eventually just stopping one day out of the blue. The Uncanny X-Cast came out less and less frequently, often with the promise of future plans and getting things back on track, but then just not bothering. Indie Spinner Rack is so thoroughly gone that the only trace of the show I can even find is their old website that serves as a graveyard for broken links. Everyone left standing seems siloed off from each other, often forming their own networks, staying in their own space. It's like we went from an entire generation of podcasts being this unified fleet of shows, and now there are a bunch of scattered boats largely navigating the seas alone. Though seeing them does my heart some good. Half Hour Wasted is still going strong, exactly as it always has. They even still use the old intro bumper they've had for a decade. The Daily Rios feels a lot like a one-man CGS in a lot of the right ways. And I've been finding shows that started when I wasn't looking. Shows like Feathers and Foes and Waiting for Doom that capture the love and enthusiasm that made me want to be part of this medium in the first place. And as for Comic Geek Speak itself, it's still going after all these years and literally thousands of episodes. But I'm finding that sometimes they're right and you can't go home again. I still have all the love and respect in the world for Comic Geek Speak and their contribution to my generation of comic fans can't be overstated. But the strange thing about CGS is that despite the obvious changes they've undergone since the old days, the show still feels enough like its old self to be out of step with where I currently am. Revisiting Comic Geek Speak now, even their new episodes, it feels like a throwback to a much different part of my life. The show has in fact changed, but so have I, and I think I've changed more. It's why I decided not to resubscribe to CGS. It's why I decided to do this on my own and not ask Jim to be involved, or ask Chad and Mark if this could be a feature on the Lantern cast. Because when I sit here and I think about all of it, about comics, about podcasting, about the content I've created in my six years away from both, about my generation of podcasters and how different we've all become, about CGS from May 22nd, 2007 and CGS in 2019. I realized that I don't want to go back to the way things used to be. I don't want to make the same kinds of episodes that I used to. I don't want to talk about the same kinds of things anymore. I don't want to just be part of the conversation again. I want to help push the conversation forward into places it might not otherwise go. While nostalgia is fine, I'm not going to gain anything by trying to recapture the old days. I want to return to this medium, draw on the sum total of all my experiences, and see what I'm capable of building on my own terms. The name for this podcast, by the way, is a reference to Green Lantern Mosaic, a short-lived Jon Stewart solo series from the early 1990s that, in a lot of ways, is the comic book equivalent of what I want this podcast to be. 
In it, Gerard Jones took the character of Jon Stewart on this existential journey of what it means to be a Green Lantern, what it means to be a hero, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a black man, what it means to be human, and how all of those things coexist with each other and fight against each other. And it's a profoundly interesting exploration into these characters and their world that we really never see. And I've never found another piece of superhero fiction that's more satisfying to think about. And that's the legacy I want to embrace. I want this show to be something that thinks about media and fandom in the same way that those issues of Green Lantern Mosaic thought about the character of Jon Stewart. I want to take an analytical eye to comics, but not the way we always do. I want to talk about bigger, broader questions with complicated, messy answers. Like, how does the message of superhero fiction change when a concept like the Green Lantern Corps makes superheroes into the police instead of vigilantes? What does it mean for Simon Baz to try and be a hero during a moment in American history when the country is primed to see him as a villain regardless of his actions? What does it mean to weaponize love? And what are the implications of making the embodiment of love a predator? And in case you're worried, no, I will not be dealing exclusively in controversial issues or making this all about pushing my personal politics on you. I want to talk about the nature of fandom and how we use it to validate ourselves. I want to talk about the nature of creativity and how it's simultaneously propped up by and knocked down by the concept of Green Lantern. I want to talk about some more conventional topics that have far deeper implications than you'd think, as you'll see with my first proper episode on the concept of there being too many Earth Lanterns, what that even means, what we mean when we say it, and what that says about fundamental aspects of Green Lantern, both as a concept and a product. I absolutely will be applying a level of logic and reasoning that bypass a lot of the usual reverence we have for these properties, so as to really get the core of what's being said using these characters and their stories. Green Lantern's my favorite thing, but I'm not gonna put it on a pedestal. I love podcasting, I love comics, I love Green Lantern. And if I'm going to return to all three of these, there's really no point unless I stay true to what made me love them in the first place while doing something new with all of it. I'm very curious to hear from you if you're listening to this and have any thoughts on what I've said. What's your opinion on the medium of podcasting? How did you start listening to podcasts? What are your favorite podcasts? Write in and tell me about it. Mosaicdanpodcast at gmail.com this has been a very lengthy and indulgent introductory episode. I'm Dan Kurtzke. Thank you for listening to my mosaic.